Welcome to the Hour of Glory broadcast with Reverend Jonathan Nekuban, Senior Pastor, Springs of Life Chapel International. It's our prayer that you receive the heavenly touch that you so much desire as you listen to the message today. Now, here is Reverend Jonathan Nekuban. You make my life so beautiful. This is a continuation of last week's message. Keep listening. In Deuteronomy chapter 12 verse 1 to 7, God then begins to say that, these are the statutes and the judgments which you shall be careful to observe. In the land which the Lord God your fathers is giving you to possess all the days that you live on the earth. God was speaking to the people of Israel. Read it with me. One, two. You shall utterly destroy all the places where the nations which you shall dispossess serve their gods. On the high mountains and on the hills and under every green tree. You shall destroy their... Oh, shout it. Shout it. Verse 12. Let's start it. One, two. And you shall destroy their... Somebody shall destroy their altars. Shout again. Tonight you are going to destroy their altars. These were the enemies of God. They said that these are altars. And behind every altar is a spirit. And when they make the sacrifices, then they invoke on evil spirits. And when the evil spirits come, the evil spirit begins to influence the people around you. So if you coexist with the altars, the people will make their sacrifices, draw up their evil spirits, and their evil spirits will come and influence you. So for you not to be influenced by the evil spirits around, you must destroy their altars. Those evil spirits will fight your home, fight your marriage, fight your peace, fight your progress, fight your honor, fight your promotion. And because of that, the thing that they are going to put the sacrifice on, the altar must not be there. It means that you must do something counter against the altar. And the way to counter that altar is to raise another altar, which I'm going to show you. So he said that you shall destroy their altars, break their sacred place, pillars, and burn their wooden images with fire. You shall cut down their carved Images of their gods and destroy their names from that place. You must what? Destroy. Do you know that everybody responds to their name? So you must destroy their name. Huh. Continue for me. You shall not worship the Lord your God with such things. Amen. And that's the reason why people that have tried to bring idolatry into the church try to do things and, uh, and think that with this, then we are worshipping God. We can worship God through this means. No, 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 no. God said, you shall not worship the Lord your God with such things. Verse 5. But you shall seek the place where the Lord your God chooses, out of all tribes, to put his name for his dwelling place. And there you shall go. This is the place God has put his name. There, watch it. Now he's talking about the altars and how to overcome them. There, where God has chosen to place his name, you shall take your burnt offerings. The Hebrew is known as Ola. Special offering. Your sacrifices, your tithes, and your heave offerings of your hands, your vowed offerings, your free offerings, and the firstborn of your heads and flocks. And verse 7, And there you shall eat before the Lord your God, and you shall rejoice in all to which you have put your hand, and you and your household, in which the Lord, your God, has placed. Can I have an amen? amen? So, what he's trying to say here is that it is important to break the altars. 
It is important to destroy the altars. Listen to me. To stop demonic activities, you have to deal with the root of the demonic activities. And the root of demonic activities is the altars. And that's why the Lord says what? Dispossess the enemy in the land. Dispossess the enemy in your marriage. Dispossess the enemy in your business. Dispossess the enemy in your background. When you have a bad dream or something evil that is happening, three quick things you have to do. Number one, bind it. Number two, take Holy Communion. The Bible says whatever you bind is bound. Number two, take Holy Communion. And Holy Communion means what? You are taking the body and the blood of Christ. And what it means is that you are reliving what Christ did for us. That he died on the cross and overcame the enemy. So when you take the Holy Communion, what you are saying is that you overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And number three, you must raise an altar. Abraham consistently raised altars by paying tithes and giving offerings to the extent that he even gave his son Isaac as an offering. The difference between Abraham and Lot was that, you see, Abraham, your sacrifice will make you survive. Lot couldn't survive because if you read the Bible, Lot never built an altar. But Abraham built an altar. And I'll show you some scriptures. Genesis chapter 12, verse 7 and 8. Quickly. Now this was after the Lord had told Abraham, leave your father's land and go to the place where I've called you and there I will bless you. And the Bible says that the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, to your descendants I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. Amen. And verse 8 says that, and he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel. And he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. You see, Abraham built an altar and called on the name of the Lord. So when people build an altar, they call on a certain name. So when they build the altar and make their sacrifice, they call on certain spirits. Now, behind every altar is a spirit. Hello? And so when you make the sacrifice, the spirit is activated to come and work. So when you also raise an altar unto the Lord, and you make a sacrifice, every altar that you make, always remember this statement, that God meets his people on the altar of sacrifice. So when you make the sacrifice on the altar, God will come and meet you. May God come and meet you. Genesis 13, 17, quickly. He said, Arise. And walk in the land in its length and its width. For I give it to you. Amen. After Abraham raised the altar, the Lord said, Arise, I'll give the land to you. But prior to, you see, the Lord said, the Lord promised him a land. But the fact that you have been promised a land doesn't mean you'll get it. The fact that you've been promised marriage doesn't mean you'll get it. The fact that you've been promised a business doesn't mean you'll get it. There is something you must do to draw the power of God on your side. Listen, if you understand what I'm teaching you, eh, it just solves a lot of problems. It was after Abraham made the sacrifice, then the Lord said, Arise, walk in the land through his land, for I give it unto you. Arise and walk in it. May the Lord give it unto you. I want to show you another scripture. This Abraham, you see, we are the seed of Abraham, and so it is important. Hallelujah. Listen, the secret of destroying the altars and your enemy is to have God with you. Bible says, if God be for you, who can be against you? It means that you must have God with you. In Genesis chapter 14, 
verse 14 to 20, the Bible says that Lot, you see, Lot didn't make sacrifices. And because of that, when he went to Sodom and Gomorrah, he got into trouble. And some kings came and took over them and took him away. And the Bible says that when Abraham heard that his brother Lot was taken captive, he armed his 318 trained servants who were born in his own house and went in pursuit as far as Dan. Read with me. He divided his forces against them by night. He and his servants attacked them and pursued them as far as Hobah, which is north of Damascus. So he brought back all the goods and also brought back his brother Lot and his goods. Listen, when you make sacrifices, whatever the enemy tries to take, you get it back. You are taking back what you lost. You didn't hear me. Some business that should have come to you, the contract that should have come to you, the favor that should have come to you, the proposal that should have come to you, the promotion that should have come to you, you are getting it back because you are a person of covenant and you are a person who raises altars unto God. Raising altar means that you recognize that God Almighty is sovereign, He's Lord over your life, He's your creator, and like David, you engage Him in the battle. You hand over the battle into His hands. He said he brought back all the goods, including the women and the people. And verse 17, read it with me. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of Shaveh after his return from the defeat of Chadalo Omer. And the kings were with him. Continue for me quick. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. Melchizedek here represents Christ. When you read Hebrews chapter 7, Bible says he had no beginning or end, no father nor man. So here he says that Melchizedek, king of Salem, King of Salem means king of peace. Brought bread and wine. He was a priest of God most high. Amen? And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. May you be called possessor of heaven and earth. This is Reverend Jonathan Ekuban. We'll be right back. Keep listening. Are you afflicted, troubled, confused? Do you need the touch of God? Join us this and every Friday for prayer, miracle, and healing service from 6.30 p.m. And God will answer every prayer and your heart's desires. May the work of your hands be blessed. May you receive the promotion of God and the defense of God. And wherever you go, may the doors of glory and favor be opened unto you. Welcome back. Stay tuned. Why did God say that, Abraham, you, you are the possessor of heaven and earth? Because you had raised altars and made sacrifices unto God. We read the fact that he had raised altars. I actually didn't have time to be able to tell you about all the altars Abraham raised because of time. But Abraham was somebody who, who was used to raise altars. And I told you that when you raise altars, you caught the attention of God. You draw the presence of the Spirit of God on your side. So he said, blessed be God one side. Who has delivered your enemies into your hands? It means that when you raise your altars and you make your sacrifices, God will deliver your enemies into your hands. May God deliver your enemies into your hands. And remember we said that a man's enemies come from his own household. They come from his office. They come from his community. Amen. Some of the people who attack people in their communities, they are area boys, area women, area people. They watch your movements. 
Anybody stalking you and watching your movements, may they become confused and be blinded. When they are trying to describe you, may they describe foolishness. May they not be able to describe you well. In the name of the Lord Jesus. The Bible says that, and he, Abraham, gave him Melchizedek, tithe of all. Are you here with me? After he went to the battle, Abraham recognized that it was God who helped him. So he brought their goods and everything. And Abraham gave to Melchizedek tithe of all. It means that we give the tithe unto Jesus. Even though you bring it to church, it is not the pastor you are bringing it to. You are bringing it to a place where the name of the Lord is. The pastor is more or less like a fetish priest. But you are bringing it to the shrine. The altar. And behind every shrine, behind every altar, there's a spirit. It means that when you bring the sacrifice, the spirit behind it will work for you. (laughs) Is somebody following me? Yeah. He said, who has delivered your enemies? And he gave him tithe of us. It means that when you have gone to work, God is the one who helps you. Don't say it's my education. I am the hairdresser. I did 20 hairs. I am a seamstress. I have sown. God, you know the way I have suffered to get this money. You, listen, everybody here from today understand that you are a partner with God. But you see, God is so kind a partner that for most people, if you are partners, it is 50-50 or 60-40. Hardly will you get a partner that will say, you, I'll give you 90% and you take 10%. So if the 10% to you not give, then you are a wicked person. But even then, God doesn't need the 10%. What God is trying to do is that to establish the fact that you believe in Him and you have confidence in Him. And so your 10% causes God to stay as a partner with you. So when you do not give your 10%, what you are saying is that God has excluded you. I've sacked you. You are no more my partner. And that's what many of you do. So you live without God. You come to church, you are praying, but God is not your partner. You go to the work, God is not your partner. You are marrying, but God is not your partner to help you in your marriage, to take care of your children. God is not your partner. You have excluded, deliberately excluded God from being your partner. But from today, raise an altar with your sacrifice. Raise an altar with your tithe. And when you raise an altar, God will come on your side. Am I helping somebody here? Listen. You see, there are things that we have to lay hands on you. And we pray to cast them out. The Bible also says that he sent his word and healed them and delivered them. So as I'm preaching, deliverance is taking place. Help is coming to somebody here. Can I have an amen? Abraham, I told you that you must raise an altar to counteract an evil altar. So that evil altars have been raised against you for you to fail in life. Evil forces were there. Do you think that people that Abraham went to fight, these were Gentiles. Who are gods and idols. So if Abraham went in the physical, he will lose. If you fight any fight in the flesh, you will lose. And so Abraham, because of the fact that he was spiritual and was raising altars and making sacrifices, he could invoke on the presence of Yahweh, Jehovah God, to be on his side. And that's the reason why he won the battles. And when he came back, he decided to give God a tithe of all. He gave to Melchizedek. 
a tithe of all. And Bible said that Melchizedek blessed him. It means that when you give the tithe, even though the pastor will say the Lord bless you, the Lord increase you, listen to me, beyond the words of the pastor is the blessing of God Almighty himself. If you understand this, you will never take a person of God. If you understand this, the moment you, you are paid, the moment you get the money, you quickly take it away. You are not even waiting for Sunday. You are in a hurry to bring it because when you bring it, you are invoking the presence of God for God to do more for you. You miss a place to give God a hand of praise. The Bible says, He blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of God most high. That means that you come from God most high. Possessor of heaven and earth. Oh, what a blessing. Oh, may you get this blessing. I said, may you get this blessing. But you see, the amazing and interesting thing was that Abraham at this time didn't have a child. Do you know that? Genesis 12, God said, leave your father's house. I'll make you a father of many nations. I will, I mean, he talked about the fact that I mean, out of you nations to be blessed and all those things. I will make your name great. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. And then verse 3 says that uh, I will bless those who bless you and curse you, those who curse you. In you all families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abraham was given a personal blessing, a national blessing, and a universal blessing. Meanwhile, Tineke, someone said Tineke. Tineke means no child, no performance, nothing. Are you hearing me? But the Bible says that after the battle of Chedalome, in Genesis 14, after he gave the tithes, after he raised the altars and invoked on the presence of God, Genesis 15 came to pass. And watch, listen to that. Genesis 15, verse number 1. He said, after these things, what are the, these things? After the war and after the giving of the tithes, after the raising of the altars, is that right? After the raising of the tithes, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. After you have raised your altar, the word of the Lord will come to you. He said, do not be afraid. I am your shield and exceeding great reward. Listen, God is your reward. I said, God is your reward. This year, may God be your reward. And Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me? See, I go childless. And the heir of my house is Eliza of Damascus. So what he's saying is that, it's like, it looks like God at my age. It is my servant who is going to inherit me. You have given me no offspring. And the Lord said, the verse number 4, watch it. Read it with me. Behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. That means that what people think you are, that's not what you are, you are going to be. The situation you are in shall not be your portion. I said your situation, that situation shall not be your portion. That shame shall not be your portion. That 100 CD salary shall not be your portion. That 500 CD salary shall not be your portion. That one small room with three, uh, eight people inside shall not be your portion. That room with only two coolers shall not be your portion. The way people have known and described you shall not be your portion. That like a Benzie walking for a long time shall not be your portion. That disrespect you have been going through shall not be your portion. Oh, that, child, that time that you are there and then you have no child shall not be your portion. You shall be called a joyful mother of children. You shall be called daddy. Yo, I say you shall be called daddy. You shall be called mommy. Your wedding will also take place. I say your wedding will, will take place. You also become a chief executive officer. 
a managing director of your own company. You too, you go, you also travel. You go for holidays. You go to England. You go to Honolulu. You go to St. Tonza in Singapore. The Lord God Almighty will turn your story around. You've been down, but you're going to be up. You'll be down, you'll be up. Because no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Because the Bible said, The Lord is your light and your salvation. Who shall you fear? And you are going to say with the service, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. For he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He causes me to drink of the rivers of gentle students. He said, Yet I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Yes, you prepare a table before me. I see God prepare a table before you. In the presence of your enemies, you anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, somebody says, Surely. Now somebody says, Surely. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Goodness and mercy are following you. In November, goodness and mercy will follow you. Monday, goodness and mercy. Tuesday, goodness and mercy. Wednesday, goodness and mercy. Thursday, goodness and mercy. Friday, goodness and mercy. Saturday, goodness and mercy. And Sunday, goodness and Goodness and mercy. Goodness and mercy. When he says goodness, it means good things are coming your way. It means jobs are coming your way. It means favor is coming your way. It means good marriage is coming your way. It means honor is coming your way. It means peace is coming your way. It means promotion is coming your way. It means that children are coming your way. It means international doors are opening up to you. Oh, things are changing for your good. It means that you will finish building the houses. You will build your dream houses. You will live for joy. You shall rejoice in the Lord your God. For he is the God who makes a way where there seems to be no way. Give the Lord a shout of praise. This is Reverend Jonathan Ekuban. We'll be right back. Keep listening. Are you afflicted, troubled, confused? Do you need the touch of God? Join us this and every Friday for prayer, miracle, and healing service from 6.30 p.m. And God will answer every prayer and your heart's desires. May the work of your hands be blessed. May you receive the promotion of God and the defense of God. And wherever you go, may the doors of glory and favor be opened unto you. Welcome back. Stay tuned. After this things, he said, this shall not be your portion. That's what, the way you see me today. It shall not be my portion. The Lord, listen, the people who have been laughing at you and making evil commentaries about you and who have written you off, now they'll begin to rewrite your life. Amen. They will write you in. Jesus. God will place you on a platform of honor. He will confound the works of the wicked because you have learned to please him by raising an altar. When you raise an altar, the light comes. Anytime light comes, darkness goes away. When the Spirit of God shows up, the devil cannot prevail again. Do you know what? When Abraham offered a sacrifice, then later on he went and offered even a much greater sacrifice by giving his son Isaac Isaac, someone said Isaac. Isaac. He gave Isaac 
unto the Lord. But you see, whatever God is going to make you, He'll give you something first. And make a demand on it. If you're able to give it to Him, He'll give you something greater. May God give you something greater. Amen. So in Genesis chapter 22, from verse number 15, Abraham offered Isaac unto God. Amen? Amen. He offered Isaac unto God. And then whilst he was going to kill him, the Bible said, the angel of the Lord called unto him the second time, out of heaven. Oh, may you hear an angelic voice. Amen. He said, by myself I was sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing. Somebody said, this thing. What is that this thing? By sacrificing. Do you know that when he was taking Isaac, Isaac was carrying some wood. Is that not it? The wood is symbolic of the altar. So when they went, they went and put the, the, the altar there. And then they placed him on top of it. He took his knife. And all he's saying is that, me, the thing that gave me the power to give birth to this child, it came from God. Because Bible said that he himself was dead. And God was the one who raised him and gave him life. And has blessed him with Isaac. If whatever you have, you know that source comes from God. When God makes a demand from you, you have no problem. Some of us, we came with rascal heads. You were, you were splattered in blood. Today you will look nice. God has decorated you. God is making a demand. Just a little of your time. Say, I won't give. A little of the money he has given to you, I won't give. A little of your energy, I won't give. But Abraham never did that. He gave his Isaac. And when he gave his Isaac, God said, By myself have I sworn. God could swear with nobody and with nothing but himself. That because you have not withheld your son, your only son. Listen to this. Verse 17. In blessing, I will bless you. And in multiply, I will multiply you. May the Lord give you this blessing. Oh, what a word. This has been Reverend Jonathan Ekuban who brought you this message. You can call Reverend Jonathan Ekuban on 026 That is 026 Stay tuned. Same time next week. My hope is We can't end this broadcast without giving you an opportunity to make the greatest decision in your life. That is salvation. If you want to give your life to Jesus, just say this simple prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I come to you as a sinner, lost and condemned to hell. I repent of my sin and ask. For your forgiveness. I believe with all my heart that you died on the cross and rose up again for my sins. I open my heart to you and receive you as my Lord and personal Savior. Please take control of my life and make me what you want me to be. From today, I am yours and you are mine. Thank you, Father, for this wonderful gift of salvation. Amen. If you pray this prayer sincerely from your heart, then you are a child of God. Find a Bible believer leave in church and join or you can fellowship with us at Springs of Life Chapel International so you can grow up in your faith and fulfill your destiny in Christ
you for listening to the Hour of Glory broadcast. We hope you have been blessed by today's message. We invite you to join us at Springs of Life Chapel International and be part of a great family. Sundays, first service 6.30 to 8.30 a.m., second service 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. We have our teaching service every Wednesday from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. and prayer and miracle service every Friday from 6.30 p.m. You will find us on the Bachona Dogono Road off the Spintex Road at Bachona Ecobank Junction. You can always call plus 233-244-216-084 or plus 233-262-589-060. Email revjekuban at springsoflifechapel.org. Revjekuban is spelled R-E-V-J-E-K-U-B-A-N. One word. Visit our website springsoflifechapel.org and our Facebook page Springs of Life Chapel. Springs of Life is one word or Jonathan Ekuban.